You're listening to the 40s Project Podcast with no catchphrases, no cheesy quotes, just a couple of average country chicks keeping it real, raw and sometimes risque. Coming up on today's episode, we get excited about Mad March and tell you how to score free tickets to a Clare Valley Twilight event. We talk dick pics and our roles to raise boys to be good men and we educate ourselves on the conflict in Ukraine. Melissa, you've been back to Adelaide to the Women's and Children's with Macca. Mm-hmm. Yep, 40th admission. Wow. Did you have a party? No, I should have baked him a cake though, shouldn't I? That's a long, <laughs> long time in a 16-year-old's life. It's a fair time, yes. Each admission's two to three weeks, so it makes it fairly lengthy when you do the maths. But um, I want to take this opportunity, though, to thank everyone who has signed the petition we popped up on the page and i've done it on my personal facebook page as well and friends who have signed uh to kind of speed up the um process of getting trikafta approved which is a drug that will make a huge difference for lots of people with cf so the kids are back at school how's that going for you good i think yeah you know scarlet's enjoyed high school getting out of primary school she was definitely ready for it and working in the school I can't believe how well the school I work at and particularly that you know the 400 kids there are wearing their masks indoors outdoors yeah it sucks but they're all doing it and I went to a market recently in Adelaide and I noticed so many adults not wearing masks then I just thought god our kids can do it so can you Mm. and even primary school I think there's a fair few there's a cohort of kids that Mm -hmm. you know definitely wear their masks and my little person definitely wears his mask and he often will walk down to the car still wearing his mask yeah. and I will say, you can take your mask off now. There's a lot of, for our sensitive little bunnies out there, there's a lot going on in the world and he's one of them that he does perhaps he? overthinks it a bit or worries about it and a you lot. You can see the look on his face sometimes. Mm. Where he went to basketball training the other week and it was hot and he came home and he was exhausted and then he just had a worked headache. himself up. Yeah. And then went, what if I've got it, Mum? I've got a headache. What if I've got COVID? So I, I had to spend a lot of time with him just calming that down and talking through it. And, you know, mm-hmm. those anxious thoughts can be extremely hard to oh, handle can, as a 10-year-old. Yeah, they can be debilitating. And... Um, it's good that he knows what's worrying him because I remember for me as a child, I was, you know, quite outgoing and confident. I didn't even realise that half of me was outgoing. The other half of me was really nervous. So it was really hard to put it together. And I'd go, why am I feeling sick to the stomach, almost, yeah, vomiting? It's nerves, but I'm not bloody nervous. Yeah, yes. I'm glad he verbalises it because I same I think I was very looking back I was a very anxious child but I don't think I talked about it but he can't hide it it is yeah um quite evident so it he is. also has all oh, the other night with a lot of talk about Russia yeah on the news and of course the older kids are asking what is happening and we're trying to fumble our way through with the bit of knowledge we had at the <laughs> time and Elliot was sitting there taking it all in as well he sort of you know twoofed off outside and shoot, shot some hoops came back inside in absolute tears and I thought oh my god he's, you know he's hurt himself hurt himself what's going on he said I'm really worried about Russia Aww. and it was just broke my heart that so we had to get the map of the world out and showed him where this was happening yeah. and even though it was awful and we're concerned about the people of Ukraine and what's going on 
that he is safe because Australia's right on the other side and it took a lot of talking down and, and just, I guess, informing him yeah. of age-appropriate stuff, though. He's 10. He doesn't need There's to know There's so the much going on that is very scary for people that don't understand. And for us 40-year-old women, yeah. I mean, it dawned on me that I don't understand enough about it either, but it's not something, you know, when you go through the day-to-day things that you do with your kids, it's not something that's on the forefront of your mind. But when something like this happens and you realise, well, I need to be able to explain it to my kids uh, and absolutely. I need to know a yeah. little bit about it myself. Yeah. I so, feel quite ignorant about it when the kids are firing questions. Like, I actually just don't understand, so I don't want on. to tell you the wrong yeah. information. So I did what all smart 40-year-old women do, <laughs> and I went and clicked on behind the news. <laughs> best tip ever because they say it so simply and I know then you can from the, once you've got that base knowledge yes. because it's like I don't even really understand the relationship yeah. between those countries around Russia so yeah yes. great tip so I did a little summary Give and uh, summary. it might sound very basic but we're average bitches we're like, <laughs> yeah. we like basic yeah so <laughs> so Russia and Ukraine are in a state of war clearly it's been going on um conflict there since Russia annexed the Crimean Peninsula from the Ukraine in 2014 and last week Russian President Vladimir Putin launched a full-scale invasion now annex isn't just the shaded extension joined to a caravan <laughs> annexation is the forcible acquisition of another state's territory. So there is a chance that this could be the worst war since the beginning of the century. It's just so hard to fathom. Ukraine definitely weren't expecting this to manifest. He just announced that he wasn't going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, I mean, Putin's a nutbag. He's just an... He's trying to reverse time, it seems, that he's... um, Some stuff I've read have... You know, he's wanting to gain back what the Soviet Union once was, which he had, um, and he wants coercive control over all of those sort of bordering countries, some of which now are part of NATO. So they've got that backing of America and, Mm. you know, Britain, da-da-da, all um, the countries that are um, in NATO. Ukraine isn't, though. They remained independent. So I'm assuming that's why. And I know Obviously NATO are meeting at the moment. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they, and they I think still. haven't they sent sent some troops into those countries as a presence, so that if there is an attack on a NATO country, they've got yeah, their back up. I think so. The world has definitely responded, oh, God, yeah, and they yeah. will. But until then, what a shock for them! And it's hard for us to imagine being in Australia and um, not since World War Two we've had to fight on our own land. I mean, mm. we send our soldiers off, but yeah, fighting for our own land. Well, I saw on the news that, you know, the soldier that packed his wife and daughter on the bus and Mm -hmm. then another old guy who was 80, he came along with his suitcase and he's 80 years old. I'm ready to defend Ukraine. It's just heartbreaking. And and that's the pressure they're being put under as well. Because, um, yeah, while while they're trying to get the women and children out of the war zone, um, the Ukraine president has declared the martial law which means military officials are now in charge of applying law. So yeah, wow. for the moment, all other laws are abolished yeah. and civilians who wish to defend their country can access weapons and do so. So Gosh. that 80-year-old man might well be out there with a... Um, yeah, AK-47, shooting some bastards. 
Let's hope so. I reckon you should just give it to the cranky 40-year-old women of Ukraine. <laughs> They'll sort that shit out in no time. Leave them. Leave them. Um, yeah, last night we were sitting in a, in a restaurant. I was sitting with the girls because I took them out. Yeah, they were, they were watching the TV uh, in the restaurant and uh, they were devastated. There was this beautiful-looking young soldier who was killed mm. detonating a bridge just to slow down the Russian invasion, like, yeah, you know. made the ultimate sacrifice. Well, that's heroic. We can look at that. But have a think about that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. He'd have family. He would have children. He would have a whole world of his own. But that was a choice he made, and he did it for his country. Mm-hmm. A little side story that I read the other day was about a Melbourne couple who are racing towards Ukraine from Australia to be by the side of their baby that's just been born 10 weeks early through the surrogacy program i had no idea that uh, surrogacy in australia well has such strict rules yeah. i suppose yeah and it, yeah. Was so it doesn't happen in for them. it is yeah mm. mm-hmm. so they've got on a plane they're going to the city of odessa and wow. um trying to get to their baby girl and i think they're going to try and get in by road but yeah far out that's really scary, but it's their child. Yeah, exactly. So you do what you do. Hopefully we end up finding out that they they get through, they find their girl. We'll definitely uh, follow this story they up. They get the three of them back to Australia. So February is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month and it's something that's close to my heart because my mum died from ovarian cancer. I'm glad you brought it up because awareness months are a supposed to bring awareness <laughs> and I realized that I didn't know a hell of a lot about ovarian cancer mm. um, and it's probably getting to that stage probably a bit early but with you know recent goings on um, <laughs> that I've had I think I've, it's probably time to book an appointment with a gyno and um, get your bits go and get out. all that checked out um, it seems stress can do some crazy things to a woman's mm. body mm. but um, sure it would be negligent to put it down to something Absolutely. like that and yeah. not go and get a professional opinion i didn't realize True. yeah ovarian cancer is the most lethal gynecological cancer mm-hmm. and the eighth most le- the lethal cancer it's a bastard of a cancer and i, I feel like mum died 13 years ago yeah and i feel like the stats aren't that much better yeah right. we haven't I'm just very there's far. more awareness so yeah. that of those really vague kind of um <clears throat> symptoms and she had really vague symptoms too and I remember mm-hmm. it vividly she was in her early 60s and she just had some bowel changes with bouts of diarrhea mm-hmm. and a little bit of um, incontinence but I mm-hmm. went oh mum you're 62 that's yeah. probably you know she sort of went oh well maybe because your body's changing and absolutely and a friend of her said oh that what's going on with that I think you need to go and she goes yeah 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 I do need to go and see a doctor yeah. so that's how it all came about. And I think probably people are a little bit confused between um, uh, cervical cancer and ovarian yes. cancer, where they think, oh, I've had my pap smear. Well, pap smears have nothing to do with ovarian cancer. No, because they're getting cells from your cervix, ladies. They're not digging into your ovaries. And because I guess where the ovaries are, it's in your abdo cavity, so you can grow a whole heap of crap in there and not yeah. realise. Yeah, that's right. So that's... Um, and, yeah, some of the symptoms are abdominal pain, going to the toilet more and feeling bloated, which can, you know, oh. coincide with that time of the month or mm-hmm. any of those things. So. I think it's when it's that ongoing yeah. thing because mm. we've all had, if you read the list out yeah. of the... Um, oh, yeah, that's right. 
we've all menstrual them. irregularities, fatigue, indigestion, all of those things. Yeah, that that was that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Little old Balaclava, where we uh, are bringing you this podcast from, uh, has had a bit of a makeover lately. My sister, she's visited, she's been visiting from Victoria. She used to live here and she was blown away at the newfound beauty of our dusty little town on the plains. It's looking lovely. I know. I'm, Who would have thought? I know. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Splash a bit of money around. <laughs> yes. It, it has made such a difference. Water it's, something. Yes. Mm. Yes, paint a few things. Yeah. Tidy up those dreary shops. Yes. Mm. Uh, but nothing's more elegant than the new premises of our local florist and boutique gift and plant store. Daisy Lane, have you been there? I haven't been there and I feel terrible because I just want to go there. It just looks yes, amazing. Yes, it is. The little shop where they were was beautiful, yeah. but now they've got this I know. big So they've gone into our old ANZ bank. They've given it a new lease on life. So Kate and Tess have also expanded their business um so they deliver flowers to the clare valley and now the york peninsula in a collaboration with country living homewares in kadena we don't have a whole lot of choice when it comes to buying gifts in downtown balik but the girls from daisy lane have it covered with gorgeous blooms and potted plants as well as stocking heaps of locally made giftware from laney loves and lily moo handmade earrings artworks from alicia sparks baby gifts wine gift boxes from the clare valley uh, and gifts for the coffee lovers from the coffee house in ardrossan so if you missed out on valentine's day make sure your loved one knows all about daisy lane Here's a little parenting segment for you. It's probably going to unleash into something else, but yeah, girls have just started high school and who would have thought that the talks that we now have to have with our daughters are about dick pics and nudes? Hmm. Have you and had one? Would, oh. Have you sent one? <laughs> yeah. And our older boys, I've certainly said to Macaulay, don't be thinking of taking some pictures mm. of your junk and sending <laughs> that around. Like, Yeah. It's more common than we know, though. It sure is. Because one of our unsuspecting mum friends... Um, oh, yes. <laughs> inadvertently saw... Driving along in the car when her daughter opened a, what she thought was a... Just a Snapchat? Just a message? Random Snapchat. And it was um, fully-fledged flogging. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That is a form, I think, of sexual assault. Yeah. And that little bastard should be dealt with. Yeah, it's almost like we've fought so hard for so long mm. to get these things brought to a head. You know, we've got the Grace Tame and the Brittany Higgins movement. Well, um, the Me the Too girls, movement. Yeah, the girls mm. speaking up. But I'm just... It feels like 20 steps back. Yes, I'm just blown away at, first of all, <laughs> yeah, what's going on, what people are accepting, what people are sending people, but also what young girls are objectifying themselves too and I just think oh we've just spent so many years trying to get to a point and now yeah they, they don't seem to have much self-respect from the ages of about 16 to 20 mm. and they're doing far worse things than we were oh <laughs> yes they are well they're recording it That's yeah all different yeah it's, a, it's all now documented yeah I think as women we can all say at some point we've been sexually objectified or have had an experience that hasn't been pleasant with a guy. I've had an experience like that, which has stuck with me. It was 40 years ago, probably a bit more. Oh, no, it wasn't. I wasn't seven. <laughs> there, I aged myself. You could probably still go to 30. The police ago. about that. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and it was a boy. He was drunk. We are at the hotel. I was with my ex-partner, um, my boyfriend at the time, um, and 
this guy just kept saying, oh, what are you with him for? <laughs> Actually, good advice, but anyway. <laughs> what were you with him for? Um, what were you with him But, oh, what are you, who's, you know, who's the flock? Da, da, da. And so that was obviously his way of saying, oh, I like you, Melissa, mm. but in a really kind of aggressive way. I felt quite uncomfortable. Went outside because that's where my partner was. And he followed me out, sort of backed me into a corner, dropped his dax step, well, <gasps> got his pain out, grabbed my hand and tried to make me touch it. Oh. It was gross and it was forceful and I was scared and I stared him straight in the face because I thought, I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of looking at it. And oh my God, make it, I don't <laughs> like It's gross. And I was a teenager. Can you imagine what 46-year-old Melissa would have done? 46-year-old Melissa would have grabbed that fucking package and ripped it off. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, te- it was, and it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. It's just a yuck. And then, you know, of course, my boyfriend at the time was my saviour and, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I think the guy hopefully learned a lesson of mm. don't, well, I don't know if Because you haven't, forg- you haven't forgotten it. No, he probably and, you know, has. He- well, I don't know. He's probably gone on to have kids and... Oh, he has. I know um, him. And... He's not local, by the way. Gosh. We don't <laughs> want to get in trouble. <laughs> but somewhere in his subconscious, he knows that he's done that. Well, and I later discovered I'm not the only one. There was others wow. that he did some pretty shitty and worse things to. Yeah. As in forcing girls to do things that they don't want to do. And yeah. having them in situations where they were by themselves with Was him. it all a bit too normal back then? I mean, that is extreme. Yeah, that is extreme. I guess, yes, I think we accepted more Mm -hmm. as teenagers. I don't think our girls, I know my girl won't. Oh, she's fierce. She's fierce sometimes. She didn't need to be 46 to rip that package off. No, because I think she would do it now. And I love that about her. She just needs to not be fierce with me. Yeah, she's (laughs) going to be a ball breaker. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's great. A boss, an old boss of mine, made a comment about my boobs one day. Yeah. I never wore that top ever again. Yeah. I just don't like that attention. Mm-hmm. And I would say that oh, no, I've never been subject to that. But when you look back, growing up in the eighties and nineties, yeah, it was always a thing. There was always yeah, boys would get their dicks out in the bus. Oh, I remember that? Yeah, that did happen to you. And long schlong silver with oh. his bloody. <laughs> I mean, he. If, you think, if you're talking about the guy, I think you are. It yeah. was a pretty. Well, it was well-known a- fact. <laughs> it was abnormally that large. There was um, a penis, and he grew on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we shouldn't give him the airtime. No. Um, but yeah, looking back, I go, oh yeah. Well, there were instances where I was afraid of older people, and people made me uncomfortable, and mm, old um, you had to have your wits about you. And yeah, as a woman, I guess. Like, even just recently, I was just walking down, like, in a suburb in Adelaide, and I was on my own, and there was a guy just completely having a hissy fit in a telephone box. Mm. People still use those, apparently. Yeah. Well, they're free. They're free. Not payphones anymore. Uh, And, you know, he was really going off. I thought he was going to smash the windows and everything. And then sort of my immediate reaction was, don't panic, but he could walk up behind me at any minute, and I don't know what state he is, what he's Mm. on, whatever. So, you know, bag across the shoulder, phone out, unlocked, How do we know to do these things? And it's just... Like, it's in It's ingrained. Over years and years it is. It's just... And I don't think it's probably the same for men, but then again, they struggle with another component of it, though, don't they? Well, Trent had an experience years ago. He was walking back from the hospital, walking down Melbourne Street. He happened to be walking behind a nurse who was on her way back to her car because parking around the Women's and Children's Hospital in Adelaide is 
hideous for staff members. Anyway, it's a side topic. Hideous for anyone, I reckon. Oh, yeah. And it was winter, so Trent had, and Trent's a big guy, had a you know hoodie on, so he would have looked reasonably threatening, I suppose, just because of his size. Mm-hmm. And he was a man full, and he it took so him he was a like minute. a teddy bear, <laughs> tucked under this. Yes, he was black hood. So he's sort of walking up, didn't think anything of it, and he noticed that she started walking faster, and she was turning around, looking behind her, and he's like, "Oh my god, she feels scared." Mm-hmm. Like, and he said, "I couldn't call out and go, it's okay, I'm not going to rape you." Mm-hmm. So he just kind of. <laughs> Walked across the road mm-hmm. so that, and slowed down so that she could just get to her car. Yeah. And then I had said to him afterwards, I only talked to him about it today, I said, have you ever, have you ever felt threatened or felt physically threatened? Yeah. No. Yeah. I never. Yeah. And I think we, as women, live with that every oh, day. Walk into our cars. Um, yeah, so yeah. I used to always walk with the key sticking out. In yeah. The t- and yeah, you walking, you know, late at night from the children's hospital to the car yes, and wherever yeah. you are. And you know, it's a it's a thing. People go, Oh no, don't walk alone, we'll come with you or whatever and you think, Oh, that's crappy, but yeah, kinda gotta. So here we are talking about our girls and you know what they're gonna go through. Out of all the shitty things of bringing kids up in the current time, I feel like no, I think the girls are more empowered than they would have been when I grew up. The likes of Grace uh, Tame and Brittany Higgins mm. have given women a voice. I hate that there are women objectifying themselves to things and sort of taking away that importance. Mm. But also, we need to focus on bringing up our boys. Of course, because it's a, this is a problem with men, generally. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a women's issue, but we can't solve it without good men. Yeah. And raising good boys. There is no better time in SA than Mad March. It's brilliant. I love Adelaide in March. And I just did a little warm-up on the weekend because my sister came over from Victoria and she loves to get out and about. So we went to Adelaide. and um, everywhere. We had such a good weekend. (laughs) And it just showed me that, yeah, we do live in a good place because we're so close to so much. So... Mm. We went down to the Gathered Market. It was a fashion boutique market at the Torrens Parade Ground on Saturday. After a special guest appearance, uh, the two of us did a Thermomix demonstration, (laughs) (laughs) which was actually a lot of fun. Um, So, yeah, we we went down to the Torrens Parade Ground, went to Gathered. I caught up with Lauren from Adelaide. I know, rubbing shoulders. I know, I know, and she was absolutely lovely. Uh, and then uh, oh, we went to Rundle Street after that, went down to the East End, um, had a look at the Fringe. Uh, my sister took Macy on this oh, really scary oh ride and they <laughs> both nearly spewed and regretted oh. it. And then we ended up at my favourite place in Adelaide, Ebenezer Place. Oh, lovely. And they had a night market, Twilight Market, and bought some goodies. Sunday it was on a bit closer to home. We went over to Kunala Winery, um, just the other side of Auburn, they for their first really Sunday session. Delicious red too, Kunala. I know. I'm not a red drinker, but look, red wine looky, looky is on delish. the shelf. Oh, <laughs> Given that red a little yeah. bit. Of a yeah, so I have to pause this for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, so we went over there. That was their first Sunday session, and, and it was. Where's Kunala? Kunala is about five minutes out of Auburn in the Clare Valley, out on the Saddleworth Road. Oh, it's out there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, yeah, it's stunning. Beautiful grounds. Um, I got to hear live music for the first oh time in God. forever. I have missed live performances yeah. so much. But I, I think realize. Saturday night, this Saturday night, the bands are lifting. Oh, they are yes. too. Yes, and I think we might be able to have a little boogie. Oh, I don't need to have a boogie. Oh, you don't, I'm not do a you? dancer. No, I'm boring. 
Mm, well, you can sway your hips to live <laughs> music. I can tap my foot like a lady. Yeah. So, oh, and at Canala on Saturday, Sunday, Seed, a beautiful restaurant oh, in yes. Clare. They came mm-hmm. over and catered, did like magnificent pizzas, and yeah, it was just a great day. So, I'm actually going to take you back there next week. I'm really looking forward to it. I know. Yes. See how many canal reds you can have but we might even get you have a dancey oh look i might need to have quite a few reds to have a dancey but okay because <laughs> it's your birthday coming up yeah and um oh, we are actually going to give out some tickets to the canala twilight uh, friday night event so check out our page you can warm yourself up for mad march we hate to be like the youtubey people but uh for other people to find our podcast you need to subscribe and give us a like five stars thank um, you what do you do oh, sorry, i'm sorry keep talking no, you have to like that? subscribe share it review it review it i don't know do all the podcasty things uh, i want to reach one million likes so please subscribe i think he meant <laughs>